turned 40, a friend asked me how I felt, and I said, hey, I feel 25. That's not bad. <laughs> when I turned 50, same friend said, how do you feel now that you're 50? And I said, yeah, I feel 25. So tomorrow I'm turning 65, and if that friend were to ask me, I'd say, well, I don't know that I feel 25, but I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> you know, the years go by and you wonder how they add up. Well, you do that at every age, you know. Uh, yet here I am feeling great, uh, doing yoga every morning, uh, walking a few miles every day, riding my bicycle every day. The weather uh, cooperates. Hey, it's Tim Patterson. This is Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for June 8th, 2020. Uh, you can find me on tradeshowguy.net. Uh, my, my two books are there. The link to our uh, exhibit design search, which has thousands of exhibits. That's what we do, is there. A uh, link to our main website, Trade Show Guy Exhibits, is there. A link to the blog, Trade Show Guy Blog, is there. A bunch of stuff. There's a few freebies as well. So check it out, tradeshowguy.net. And, uh, you know, tomorrow, my birthday, uh, 65. My my mom also has a birthday. We share a birthday. She's turning 92. <laughs> so uh, we just had uh, breakfast. Actually, it wasn't breakfast. It was it was dessert uh, together. We also have, I also have a... Um, a niece, my mom's granddaughter, uh, we had a nice little gathering yesterday for about an hour, hour and a half over at a local restaurant, which finally opened up. We could go inside and sit down and have dessert, ice cream and, and apple pie. It was great to catch up with her. So tomorrow, anyway, uh, on the 9th, uh, I'm going to be kind of marking the occasion by sending out a draft of my novel to about 10 friends and colleagues that have uh, offered to be readers for me. I, I mentioned this on previous podcasts, I think. Uh, the first time I mentioned it on the podcast was the first one of this year, first one of 2020, back you know when we all had such great plans for the year, right? Uh, yet the book is done. I, I've been still working on it since October. Uh, it's to the point of being ready for outside input. I can't do anything else with it. I've never written a novel before. I read a lot of novels, so I kind of been looking at them for how the structure is, and I took some you know online classes and, and did a lot of reading. Uh, up until this time, this week, I haven't shown it to anyone, although my wife and I have discussed it in detail several times. Uh, she gets to be the first to read it. Uh, next step is to take all the feedback I get from uh, this small circle of select readers and see what they can suggest to make it better, uh, which, you know, the whole goal of this step has been highly recommended, and I think it's a good plan. Uh, from there, I, I'm going to reach out to a literary agent I know, uh, I'm acquainted with anyway, we've uh, communicated in the past, as well as other people in the book industry. It's interesting when you start talking about, I'm, I'm writing this, I'm doing this thing. People say, you know, I, I got a brother that is a novelist and he knows people and other people say, I know people in the book industry. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to see if this uh, whole thing is worth being picked up by a publisher. But frankly, I, I can't be objective about it. I, I don't know. I'm not a good a judge of that. Someone will have to tell me if it, it works great or, you know, you'll never have a chance. <laughs> But I, I will tell you, it's been fun to write this. It's been a great process. It's been uh, exhilarating in a lot of ways, challenging. Uh, so much fun that I may have mentioned when I finished the first draft and was ready to set it aside for a little bit. This would have been back in, um, I started in October, so it would have been like December. I had an idea for a second novel floating around with the same character. And so I, I set the first one aside and spent about a month and a half writing the second one, the first draft, just banging it out, seeing what happened. And so it's about time to dust that off and work on the second draft of that. I also got some ideas for some short stories. So it's kind of a new phase of my life writing fiction. It's kind of fun. On to the show. Anyway, uh, I caught up with a couple of folks for this year, uh, this year's, this week's podcast that I met a decade ago at Natural Products Expo West in Anaheim, Michael McNeely and 
Gail Chester. They run a company that produces a nice product called Lively Up Your Breath. Uh, they caught my eye because I went, Lively Up Yourself. It's a great Bob Marley song. That's where the inspiration of the name comes. So I was curious to catch up with them and how they were handling the pandemic and how they use trade show marketing, how they've used marketing in general. Very fun chat. <laughs> and, and I hope you enjoy it here. I want to welcome Mile and uh, Mile. <laughs> Why not? A radio I'm professional. A Miles in the house. Miles baby. in the house, baby. Uh, I want to welcome Michael and Gail from uh, Up Up Your Lively Up Your Breath. See, I can't even get that right. Um, gee whiz, <laughs> yeah. maybe we should just uh, reschedule us. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should have gotten together before this all started up, man. What, what we should. What are you holding? <laughs> lively Up Your Breath uh, has been there around since so, uh, 2010, right? And I've got Michael and Gail here. Uh, I'm just going to leave all that stuff in because it's too crazy not to, right? Anyway, welcome to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. I'm so glad you could spend some time with us. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, Tim. Thank you for having us on. It's uh, our great pleasure to uh, participate and to commune with you this afternoon. Very good. Very good. And so, we were really, sorry, we would have been celebrating our 10th anniversary at Expo West this year. Yes, so yes. You guys were there in 2010, which is I'm sure when we met. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me about your experience at Expo West. I was curious to just kind of get together and talk about your company as well as Expo West. Um, maybe we should back up and, and tell people what Lively Upper Breath is and, and the genesis of that company. I mean, we don't need like the song and dance, but it'd be fun to just kind of hear a little bit. Well, since you mentioned that, we will give you a song. <laughs> I know you would. Here it was. Or here it is. You Would go. you like a free sample of our product today? It's called Lively Up Your Breath. It chases bad breath away. Organic, vegan, gluten-free. It's chlorophyll-based, agave sweetened. See? No binders, no fillers, nothing fake or whatever. It'll make your breath fresh and make you smile forever. We give to charity from the money we make. Make a difference. Make a choice. Make a change today. Lively Up gives so others can live a better life, okay? Well, Mother Earth friendly, that's the way we play. So Lively Up yourself, as Bob Marley would say. Lively up your breath. Vanilla Cinelicious is so very delicious. It tastes quite yummy when it hits your tummy. Up next, original mint for you to get. It's flavorful, your mouth to savor. You get a lot of kisses with our sensual citrus. Man, they all taste delicious. Fresh breath each and every day. So lively up yourself and have a very fresh day. Baby, lively up. I needed that. I really needed that, Michael. No, I'm serious. I know we're both big music fans. We're both big Marley fans. And that's obviously where the name comes. And that's what caught my attention, lively up your breath. And I think I've told you, the very first song I heard from Bob Marley was Lively Up Yourself from uh, Natty Dread. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I immediately recognized that. So why the name? Where would that come from? Well, as you can tell, yeah. there's a profound influence that uh, Bob Marley's had on the world. Yeah. And it impacted me. I first heard him when I was 13 years of age, which is when I started my martial arts training. And for me, it's a, a spiritual directive for how we go about doing the things that we do in life. And Bob was all about being organic and authentic and purposeful in what you do. So Lively Up, for, for my perspective, and Gail's obviously bought into uh, that idea, is it, it's a direct reflection of those philosophies about helping people. Like we say, we're Mother Earth friendly. We donate. Gail... Want to um, basically, we, we also do a charitable donation program. So every year we pick two charities that we donate to, mm -hmm. and we use a portion of our proceeds to do that. Originally, we started off, we were doing a different charity each month, and they were charities that people would, would recommend to us. And it was hard to, do, to get enough recommendations, and so now we've taken it down to two charities. And then on top of that, 
will always try and support Whole Foods, their Whole Planet Foundation, or Whole Kids, as well as um, Biden Sprouts Angels. Biden Angels. Um, but we love it when our our customers actually email us and tell us about a local charity or a charity that they have a special affiliation to. And it's nice to support them in that way while they're supporting us. So it's good. And But as far as Lively Up, you know, it, it's it came about by us basically just starting to experiment with something for ourselves uh, in our own kitchens. And as we were doing that, we let certain people check out what we were doing and they're like, man, this is really good. You guys should do something with this. Hmm. And one of those people that was saying that was a guy that I knew at Whole Foods in their uh, Hava section. And he's like, yeah, Whole Foods has this program where they're, they're into local vendors and you guys should present to them. We're like, really? So yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so basically, I, Michael would deal with Porter Ranch Whole Foods, and my local one was Thousand Oaks. Here in Southern California. And we did. Right. We kept them informed, and we submitted our prototype to Whole Foods. And when I say prototype, it was in a bottle like this with a label we printed on the laser printer right. and sent it into them. It's an old hippie-looking label, man. <laughs> it, was, it was raw. It was raw. you got to start and somewhere. They, yeah, yes, they, sir. They approved it and so for the Southern Pacific region, and then we went door to store to store, literally every single store and took it in and got each store to bring the product in. Um, and our first, when we first went to Expo West in 2010, we had two, three customers, the two Whole Foods markets, Porter Ranch and uh, Thousand Oaks. And follow your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Follow your heart, which is a, a, at that time, it was a local iconic uh, health food store in Burbank. It had been around like 50 years at that point, family owned. So our products, they're made with organic ingredients. Our, our beef, our, our uh, Boston round bottles are BPA free and recyclable. The paper that we use for our boxes are an FSC certified recycled paper. Uh, the inks are water-based and uh, soluble, water soluble. Um, our packing peanuts are even made from biodegradable the, the corn starch. They're all, um, they're PETG, so they're recyclable as well. And we're constantly looking for um, to improve our packaging where we can. Organic bamboo t-shirts. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you were asking us really what, it, what the trade shows do for us. Yeah. And we went to Expo West in 2010. One of the things that it did do for us was give us instant credibility. I think that was a really big boost for us. And it also allowed us to meet a lot of customers that we still have today. And we went to Expo West, and I think we picked up 37 accounts in the three days. And they were, you know, from mom and pops or small chains. And we still get people coming by now who remember us from yeah. when they first came by that first, that first show. And then well, what we get out of it over the years has changed. Um, now, for us, it's an opportunity to actually meet our buyers that we don't often get an <coughs> opportunity to see. And also see old friends, you know, that people that they're like visitors. you. Yeah, right, exactly. there you go. <laughs> I've been coming by for 10 years. Yeah, and I make a point of tracking you down because it's so much fun to see you guys. Exactly. I was going to say, when you first go to a show like that, and that's a, that's a big, that's a national show. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not uh, just a local regional thing. And, and you've got to obviously invest in, in getting there. And yeah. a lot of small companies I see, and they're there for a couple of years, and then you never see them again. That's right. Yeah. And, and a lot of them come and go. And I understand because they, for whatever reason, it didn't work out for them. And I'm glad it has worked out for you that you guys keep coming back. So 
you know, what do you do at the show that uh, you think maybe other exhibitors are not doing or what kind of, because there's something oh, you've you heard, you done. Heard? I know Michael's part of it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the well, song and dance, you know, you've got that down. Yeah, it's, it's literally, again, with, with us, what you see is exactly what we're about. So it puts us in a platform where we're able to allow people to, to see that, to see what we've created, what, what the foundation is of what we're doing, and people gravitate to that. And in the natural foods industry, as you well know, there's a lot of money each year. It's just growing and growing and yeah. growing. The broadest level of growth in the retail industry is in natural organic foods category, quote unquote. And so you have a lot of conventional stores that are gravitating to that direction. And when, when retailers come in, mom and pop, medium-sized chains, large national chains, and they come across a unique product and unique yeah. proprietors, it resonates with them. I, I think one of the things is, is that when we man the booth, the booth is Michael, I, and then Michael's cousin, Robbie, who's been coming every year. So it's a very personal touch. It's not, we're, you're, it's not being stalked by people who are being hired just for the show, don't really know the product. We're, we're there and we, we all love, we love being there and we have a vested interest in it. So the energy that you get at the booth is completely well, different. We reach out. Yeah. We and it's not a big booth. It's a small <laughs> booth and there, you don't need a big booth, but you just need a nice, friendly, warm, uh, mm -hmm. interactive or, 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 you know, like you say, resonates with people, that sort of, sort of presence. And, and you guys yeah. obviously pull that off really well. Mm -hmm. Do you do Absolutely. other shows or is this the only one, at least on a national level? We do. So we've done Expo East a few times, but really that's only if, because our, but we're a small two person. We're bootstrapped. So right. our, yes, I know. Marketing budget is minute. So right. we've done Expo East for a few times and we needed to launch um, our new pro our product here, our capsule burst. We did that in September, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've done a couple of, uh, local gluten -free shoe shows, gluten -free shows. Uh, throughout California. Yeah. Um, we went to Texas and, and did a show, uh, primarily for us because mm -hmm. it's just Gail and I, and we are a bootstrap company. We, we never use brokers. We, we don't have outside advertising companies or promo companies. We are it. We literally do it. So usually what we've done, as opposed to a lot of trade shows, is going into stores and educating the management and doing live demos. And we've done that regionally across the country, upper East Coast, South, all over. Um, we had a greater budget, we'd be at more shows, though. Right. Yeah. Well, and I know that what you guys do when you're going into stores and everything, there's so much face-to-face -face in that. And, and, yeah. and before we wrap this up, I'm curious to get your take on mm -hmm. how uh, the whole COVID-19 pandemic has affected your marketing, how you're getting out in front of people, uh, what kind of things you do uh, in that sense. Um, I'm just curious, what, what, what has that yeah, affected you for, for us, the marketing, the demos, we, we actually haven't done them for a little while because we just got so busy and everything kind of got spread out. And then a lot of the stores, they were cutting back on the demos that you could do or what they were going to charge you to do a demo. So it was, it was changing the face of that for us. Um, and then with COVID-19, one of the things we're looking at is actually going forward towards Expo West 2021. Normally at the, the trade shows, we would, you know, open a bottle, sample it on a demo spoon, and people would try it. But with everything going on, we really have to look at how we're going to be able to sample our products. Because right. for us, that's what really gets people interested is when they try our product, that's when they get it. They're like, oh, 
wow, now I understand. Now you how understand. And that's such a huge so part of that show. Yeah. That's it. And so things like the capsules, we're looking at maybe doing single serves. It, and it, it kind of goes against the grain because it's not eco-friendly, but at the same time, people aren't, don't want to touch things. They don't want to try right. anything that anybody has the possibility of touching. And the drops, we're still kind of trying to work out how to sample that as well. Right now, I think generally speaking, because it, it's so immediate, really. I mean, you know, once everything hit back in the beginning of March, um, literally, you know, as you know, two days before Expo was supposed to happen, it's like, it's not going to happen. I, know, I was I on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I got the word as we're taking off. Yes. Yeah. So we, um, it, we had my cousin that's normally with us, Gail, mentioned Robbie. Uh, he was already here. Our van was loaded. We were getting ready to head down. We got the word. So everything stopped. And it took a minute to, to digest that, what yeah. that meant and is going to mean going forward. So right now for us, there's been a greater an even greater effort to work upon our our online presence and to to see what we can do to get our message out there in a manner that that is possible right now digitally and continue you know supporting what we've established out there and to be able to communicate with the retailers and with the consumers um, and we're really hopeful that the the protocol will be worked out for trade shows because there's such a vital link between the industry, the producers, and eventually the, the public. So it's, it's something, it's a dynamic situation and we're, we're all right now trying to figure it out. And for us, we yeah. haven't participated in any of the virtual type of trade shows that are going on only because as I said, for, us it's when people try the product that you see their face their facial expressions completely change all of a sudden they it, it's like you can see the light bulb going off so for us just to to talk about it to somebody on online doesn't have the same impact and so that's entrepreneur's challenge right yeah i know <laughs> well and and again when it comes to shows uh, all the organizers and exhibitors can can say we're going to have it but unless the the audience is ready to show up yeah. Uh, and everyone's feel comfortable with that. And that, that's something that every industry is, is having to navigate in the trade show mm -hmm. world. Michael Absolutely. and Gail, I really appreciate uh, learning more about what you guys are doing with uh, Lively Up Your Breath and sharing your experience at Expo West. It's, it's really cool to hear it. And thanks for, for well, spending we time appreciate, again. We appreciate you um, giving us this time and also stopping by every year. And we look forward to seeing you at Expo West 2021. Most yes, we'll important connection that you make with people and anything that you do in your life and you you've made great connections and we're very happy to be a part of that so thank you very much <laughs> thanks guys all right lively up yourself and lively I'll up your breath with you lively up baby <laughs> thanks again to michael mcneely and gail chester of lively up your breath great to spend a little time with people who have such a positive vibration yes I uh, want to wrap it up with this week's One Good Thing. Uh, just watched a movie last night on Amazon called Seberg, a movie about the actress Jean Seberg, who was kind of known as the darling of the French New Wave movies in the 60s. She did a handful of movies. A couple of them broke through. Uh, and then she came to, she, she actually grew up in the Midwest, I believe, and then moved to France and spent a lot of years there. Became a star there. Came back to America, did some movies. But she supported the Black Panthers when she returned to America, and that caught the eye of the FBI, 
Hoover and his gang, and they they bugged her uh, house and her phones and and harassed her. And it's not a good story as far as the FBI goes, but a fascinating tale nonetheless. Gene Seberg. Uh, it's a, it's a great uh, great movie. I really uh, liked it. Kristen uh, Stewart played Gene, and some other good actors in there too. It's all. Uh, I believe it's on uh, Amazon, just an Amazon movie. So check it out. That's just uh, this week's one good thing. And I do look forward to connecting with you again next week. And remember, uh, check all things Trade Show Guy at tradeshowguy.net. Have yourself a great week.